0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, September the 28th, and uh, thank you for taking time to listen and break open God's Word with me if you are new to this podcast. My name is Joe Zenk. I am a lay Catholic minister in the Diocese of Green Bay. I am what's called a pastoral leader of three rural Catholic parishes, and every Monday through Friday... I read the Gospel for the day uh, and uh, give a few thoughts on it. And uh, if you like the thoughts, wonderful. if you don't, hey, you can fast forward right to the to the Rosary we do at the end. We do one decade of the Rosary as well. And uh, as always, the Word of God is is the power behind anything that goes on here. So hey, thanks for joining me today and, and wishing you every blessing. Hope your weekend was wonderful. Uh, today. We're going to look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 46 to 50. So Luke 9, 46 to 50, just a heads up, today is also an optional memorial for St. Uh, Let it be known there shall be no singing on this podcast today, and we will not be reading the readings for the optional memorial of St. Wenceslas. I just invite you to... Uh, Sing a good rendition of King Wenceslas on your own today. But let's look at the Gospel of Luke today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. An argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. Jesus realized the intention of their hearts and took a child and placed it by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. For the one who is least among all of you is the one who is greatest. Then John said in reply, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him because he does not follow in our company. Jesus said to him, Do not prevent him, for whoever is not against you is for you. The Gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ so I guess my my uh, initial thought on here is um, I'm just kind of grateful that the disciples were as human as you and I are um, because boy I can find myself falling into that trap all the time and I suspect you can as well I, I think that's part of the human condition and I think that's Part of what makes Scripture so powerful is it names the human condition well. And and Scripture doesn't try to set it aside and say, let's, let's try to show these disciples or let's try to show the Jewish people in this light because it makes them look good. But it almost, in a sense, places them on a pedestal and unreachable. I think the power... And at least one of the ways, because it speaks so clearly to me, is it shows the apostles, it shows the Hebrew people, the Israelites, in all their, um, boy, it shows them in in their goodness, well, in their wheat and weeds, to use that example. It shows them in their failings and in their successes, which is humanity, right? And it shows where God meets them in both. I mean, that whole incarnational idea that humanity in our failings in in our strivings is met by the spirit of God. Um, and, and that's where Christ is born, uh, which is why I say that incarnational moment, because it's so darn real. <laughs> and here's one, <laughs> the apostles are being really real, <laughs> amongst themselves, who is the greatest? And of course, Jesus, in his simple wisdom, gosh, just takes a child and places it. I mean, just, just the very act of placing the child uh, near him uh, at his side. Uh, you know, I'm sure spoke to the uh, disciples uh, in every bit the power that his words do here and basically says, listen, listen, it's, it's like this child. I mean, you and I both know this already. We know a child at that time held no power within their culture, no authority, no voice. They were a non-entity until they they could pass on the family name and and assist in the family you know line of work whatever that was or or were married or established themselves within the community a child was nothing but a burden and jesus is saying this voiceless one this powerless one unless you become like them you know that's the deal and whoever receives this powerful and voiceless one powerless and voiceless one yeah that you receive me because it's because it's about being least now i think it's a powerful image for you and i Uh, i think children uh, do not hold that same uh place in our society um mostly I'll say mostly not not entirely true and another reflection could go down that road but uh but I do think that you who are parents listening to this I think you have an insight here into the scriptures Uh, and and here's the question for you tell me why tell me why you love your child you don't need to tell me why. How are you going to do that? Are you Are going to call me up? This is a podcast. Sorry, it's kind of one way. Uh, foolish question. Foolish point. Um, ask yourself. <laughs> that's better, isn't it? <laughs> ask yourself why you love your child. Where does that come from? When I asked myself that this morning, having read this, brothers and sisters, at least my answer, and I suspect it's similar to yours, in the ballpark, probably. We simply love them because they're ours. We don't love them because of their hair color or their eye color or their skin color. We don't love them uh, because of what they do for us, the chores they do. Oh, Lord, have mercy around our house. If that was it, (laughs) it'd be trouble. We don't love them for how they uh, expand our name in the community. We simply love them because they're ours. Isn't isn't that what God is saying today? I think to a degree to allow ourselves to be loved, not because of what we do for him, not because of of, uh, who we are, in the community, not because of what our name means, not because of how many plaques we can get on, or the news, or how many books we can write, or what our SAT score is, or how much money we make. You know, we just, I think God just wants to say, hey, I love you because you're mine. Because you're mine. Um, and the rest of this is just about competition, isn't it? Uh, an argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. You know, I think the truth of the matter is, and, and I think on my lesser days, and unfortunately those lesser days are are frequent, and I, and I speak this because I, I, I suspect it's a human truth too, or at least you can see yourself within it, is... Um, I identify too much with whatever it is that I'm striving for. Now, I think, my friends, it is okay to try to be the greatest at at whatever we do. Maybe the greatest is is the wrong word. To be exceptional at whatever we do, whether that is is ministry in my case, whether that is, uh, and I'll just use me, being father, being husband, being son, uh, being friend, being a member of the community, um, whatever that is, counselor, um, whatever. I I think we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to those around us. We owe it to God to, to be the best we can be. But that is different. That is different than being the greatest. Because the greatest means... I look around and I'm on top of the pile in whatever category I just named or more. And I'm okay because I'm above you. And that becomes my viewpoint is and it becomes a level of okay, my okayness, my identity becomes to use the examples I just used. I'm a better minister than you are. So I'm okay. Or I'm a better uh, spouse than you are. So I'm okay. And brothers and sisters, that's where this whole thing falls apart. Because if our identity becomes what we do, and it becomes based on those around us, we've lost, I think, what our God is inviting us to today, which is as the end of the things. I, I, I like that. I love that. In fact, where Jesus says, or John, John, and John's, you know, I love John. How can you not love John? But boy, he, he names it here. He steps in it. Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him, you know, because he doesn't follow in our company. He's not with us, right? We we tried to stop all this good stuff he was doing, <laughs> because you know he doesn't have the same last name as we do he doesn't belong to the same club right he's not in the same church he's not in the same political party he doesn't live in our community he lives over there gosh can you just see jesus rolling his eyes and say, stop it. Stop preventing them. We're, we're, we're just looking at the person and how we have to be better than them, or, or our community has to be better than that community, or our church has to be better than that church. And he stops. He says, stop it. Don't prevent them, because we're not looking at the good that's being done. Don't prevent the good from being done, for whoever is not against us is for us. Brothers and sisters, I think it is natural to live in competition It is the air that we breathe here on earth. And if, my friends, we are going to help, assist in building the kingdom of God, because it's God's kingdom, it can't be done in our name. If we are going to open ourselves to building the kingdom of God here, that's the first thing we have to throw out, isn't it? Because our identity is not for and against another. It's not... I live here, and so I'm better because you live over there. It is not this community is better. This group is better than that. It's not I'm better at this than you are because my identity is lost at that point. It's simply who am I and whose am I? It goes back to that question, the courageous question of last Friday, doesn't it? Who do you say that I am? But before I ask that question, (coughs) oh, hello, Dexter. Before I ask that question, I need to be rooted in prayer and remember whose I am, which is I'm okay, simply because I'm God's child. Uh, hey, hey, I'm in the middle of a podcast here. You want to go bark? You go bark downstairs. Could you do that? Could you do that? Uh, you know, I don't know that he understood that. Anyway, I think that's about all I have. Is is again. Um. We love our children simply because they're ours. That's what God invites us to today. Not because we're set apart from another community or better at something than other people. Our identity is on shifting sand there, brothers and sisters, because those are always going to move. Our identity comes from one thing, because we're God's. (laughs) Make sure you get that correctly. (laughs) Because we are His. All right, let's pray. Um, again, invite you to bring any intentions uh, you'd like to bring along with you as we as we lift them to our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We are on the glorious mysteries this week. So the first glorious mystery, uh, the resurrection. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, make it a wonderful Monday today. And uh, I hope that we can be back together again, looking at God's word together tomorrow. God's blessings.